The message you're about to hear is a production of the Word and Sound Ministry of the Redeemed Christian Church of God, Throne of Grace, Richmond Hill. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. God bless you as you listen to the transforming and inspiring Word of God. Father, we just want to give you thanks and we give you praise. Thank you because the entrance of your Word brings light. It brings illumination. It brings clarity. It brings transformation. It brings quickening. It brings joy. Lord, we are asking today that Lord, your word will transform us. As Lord, you speak to us on the wonders of healing. I pray that everyone under the sound of my voice would encounter your healing virtues in the mighty name of Jesus. Will encounter your healing powers in the mighty name of Jesus. Will encounter total healing, spirit, soul, and body in the mighty name of Jesus. I declare every yoke broken. I declare every sickness destroyed. I declare liberty in the realm of the spirit. I declare that God in heaven, your world will transform and change us. We receive your word with gladness in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, our Father. Blessed be your holy name. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Let's turn our Bibles quickly to the book of Matthew chapter 15. And verse 30 and 31. My prayer this morning for everyone watching on the line is that the God of wonders will visit you today in the mighty name of Jesus and your testimony will be full. Are you ready for total healing? I am believing God for total healing for everyone. Healing of the soul, healing of the spirit and healing of your body. And so shall it be in the mighty name of Jesus. Matthew chapter 15 and verse 30. And a great multitude came to him having with them the lame, the blind, the mute, the maimed, and many others. In other words, Different categories of people who came to him. And they laid them down at the Savior's feet, Jesus. The Bible says he healed them. Some translation says he healed them all. So the multitude marveled. I I, I like the way that the King James Version puts it. It says, in so much... That the multitude did what? They wondered. <laughs> he said they wondered when they saw the dumb speak. The maimed to behold. The lame to walk. The blind to see. He said, and they did not only marvel or wonder. But the scripture says they glorified the God of Israel. In other words, they glorified my God. 
Friends, this morning, I'm going to be speaking by the special grace of God on what I've been captioned, the wonder of healing. The wonder of Christ's healing power. The truth is, many people today believe or think that there's nothing called healing. Many do not believe on healing. Some people think that healing is mere fables. In other words, it does not happen. Some think that, okay, healing happened, but it happened in the days of Jesus Christ. But, but now, no, healing doesn't happen anymore. Some others believe that, oh, healing only happens to some special people. It, it, it does not relate to everyone. But, but friends, I, I have come to tell you this morning that there is still a God in the heavens that lives in the midst of people that heals. The Bible calls him the God of all wonders. In the book of Psalm 72, which is our text for this month and verse 18, the, the TPT version, the Passion Translation version puts it this way. It says, praise forever, Jehovah God, the God of Israel. And it goes further to say, it says the one, the one, he is the one and only God of wonders. One and only God of wonders. Surpassing every expectation. Surpassing every expectation. Friends, listen and listen closely. God sees surpasses expectation. He's the same God yesterday. He's the same God today. He remains the same God forever. The scripture tells us that out of nothing, he did what? He formed the heavens and the earth. That is wonder out of nothing. The Bible says he took the dust from the ground and he did what? And he formed man. You and I were formed from the dust of the earth. The Bible says he breathed upon you. He breathed upon me. And the scripture says we became living souls. That is why when people die, they say dust to dust. Earth to earth. Because the body at the end of the day returns. But beyond that, friend, is the fact that you are living and alive because the breath of God, the living power of God works in you, works in your nostrils, works in your life. The scripture says that God still works wonders. He came at a point in time. He wanted to bring redemption to men and women over the nations of the world because he realized that man could not help himself. The scripture said he decided to come down in person. The scripture says he overshadowed a woman and the woman never met a man. And the scripture says the woman became pregnant. So I know some of you hearing the sound of my voice now, you're wondering what kind of what kind of what kind of fairy tale is that? But the scripture makes me to understand that Jesus Christ was born by a virgin Mary. He, he became pregnant. The scripture says he brought forth the Holy Son of God, and he was called Jesus. He still works wonders. Still work wonders. When Jesus came upon the face of the earth, the scripture says he began to demonstrate the wonders of his father. 
He began to demonstrate the wonders of God. He began to show you and I how to live a life of wonders. Friends, we serve a God of wonders. And in the text of scripture we read, the scripture said in the text of scripture that the dumb spoke, the men were whole, the lame walked, the blind could see. Why? Because Jesus, the Son of God, did wonders in their lives. And I am believing God that that same Jesus will do great and mighty wonders in your life this morning. In the mighty name of Jesus. The miracles of Jesus did not end with Jesus. No. It did not end with him. The miracles of Jesus continued after Jesus. The miracles of Jesus continues today. The miracles of Jesus continues tomorrow. The Bible says he ever lives to make intercession for us. The Bible says he's seated at the right hand of God the Father. Ever living to make intercession for us. Therefore, my brothers, my sister, never rule out the miraculous in your life. Never rule out the miraculous. Put it out there in the chat room. I will never rule out the miraculous. Why? If he did it yesterday, if he's doing it today, he can do it tomorrow. Never rule out the miraculous hand of God working mightily in you, in me to perform great and mighty wonders. The question is, what is a wonder? What is a wonder? A wonder is something surprising. Something wonderful. Something unexpected. Beyond the scope of reason. And I think that's where many people have a problem. Because it goes beyond the scope of reasoning. It, it, it is unexplainable. So they begin to re reason in their head. But science does not say this. Science does not need to say it. God is bigger than science. He is bigger, far, far bigger than science. He's so, so much so bigger than science. That is why it, is, it can be explained. Why? Because God surpasses everything on earth. The wonders of Christ's healing power is inexplainable and unsurpassed. It's greater than any miracle you have read about in any book, whether in the Bible or the like. It's greater. The miracles of Christ. If you look at the life of Moses, the life of, life of Elijah, the life of Elisha, the life of Paul, the scripture records of mighty miracles that they did. But the miracles of Christ, the wonders of Christ, the healing power of Christ surpasses them all. He made the blinds to see. The deaf heard. The dumb spoke. And Different kinds of people with different problems had their problems solved. Those who were lame, yeah, those who were lame, you know, became able to walk again. They deformed. The dead were risen. The those who were hopeless, they found hope in him. Their hopes were restored. He cast out demons out of people, legions of demons. And people were set free by the awesome power of God. Friends, Jesus Christ manifested unprecedented power. And he's still manifesting today unprecedented power. 
awesome power, wonderful power, surpassing power, uncommon power, powers that demons cannot withstand, powers that no human form, no human form of life can withstand, powers that satanic strongholds cannot withstand. The Bible says it's been given a name that's above every name, that at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow. Somebody hearing the sound of my voice this morning, that power works for you today in the mighty name of Jesus. In Mark chapter 7, verse 37, Mark 7, verse 37, it says, and they were astonished. And that's what this power does. He said they were astonished beyond measure. They were astonished beyond measure. They were beyond measure astonished, some translation puts it, saying he has done all things well. He makes both the deaf to hear and the mute to speak. The, the new living translation puts it this way. It says they were completely amazed. Said and they said again and again wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. In other words everything he does is wonderful. Somebody hearing the sound of my voice. After that today, you will say again and again and again and again, wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. If that is you, declare that is me. I will declare wonderful in the mighty name of Jesus. He makes the deaf to hear. He gives speech to those who cannot speak. May God do great wonders in your life. In Jesus' mighty name. What is healing? Healing is the process of making or becoming sound. Or becoming healthy again. That's what healing is. It just simply means making someone well again. So when we say the wonders of Christ's healing power, you are in other words saying making someone well again and that could be me it could be you and friend every single one of us we need healing we need healing in one form or the other because healing is all encompassing it's all encompassing there are three dimensions of healing every single one of us must pay or pay recognition to three dimensions there's the aspect of spiritual healing there's the aspect of the soul healing and there's the aspect of the body healing in other words, there's a spiritual, there's the emotional or the mind healing, and there's a physical healing. And that is because humans are tripartite beings. In other words, you are a tripartite personality. You have a spirit, and you have a soul, and they live in a body. For instance, you're looking at me. The me you are seeing has three components. There's a spirit that you can't see. There's a soul that you cannot see as well. But what you see is this, is this physical body. 
most times we see the manifestation of a sickness or of, 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 of a need for healing on the physical body. But often than not, that what the manifestations we see on the physical body goes beyond the physical realm. Goes beyond. It goes beyond. In First Thessalonians chapter five, verse twenty-three, Paul was writing there. He says, "May the God of peace Himself make you holy in every way, or sanctify you completely. And may your whole spirit, and three personalities, or three entities." May the whole spirit, soul, body be preserved blameless at the coming of Christ. So everyone that would encounter the miraculous healing of God must encounter the miraculous healing in the realm of the soul, in the realm of the spirit, and the realm of the body. The first component, friend, is that you and I, every single one, requires spiritual healing. You require spiritual healing. I require spiritual healing. God created man a living soul. The Bible tells us in Genesis chapter 2 and verse 7. It said, when God found man, there was nothing. He was empty. He was dry. He had nothing to himself. The Bible says in Genesis chapter 2 and verse 7, and God formed man out of the dust of the ground. And when he formed man, there was nothing else to him. But in order for him to become a living being, the scripture says he breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And he became a living soul. Friends, our spirit man is what we use to connect with God. Our spirit man is what makes us to relate with God. When God created the first Adam, the scripture tells us he had a relationship with God. He had a relationship with God. He could talk with God. He was friends with God. He could walk and stroll with God in the cool of the evening. Having a nice time with God. He, he could sing to God a song. God could come down every evening and God was used to chatting with him. And talked with him, dined with him. That connection, friend, was through the spirit realm. You know, in one of those days, God said to man, You can eat anything in this garden, in the garden of Eden, Eden that he created. Eat anything. And in verse 16 to verse 17, he said to him, But you see, there's a fruit of the knowledge of good and evil that which you should not eat. He said, and the day that you eat it, in verse 17 of Genesis chapter 2, the Bible says, the day that you eat it, he said, you shall surely die. You see, the death God was talking about there is, is, is not the, the physical death. In other words, because Adam ate the fruit, and when Adam ate the fruit, Adam did not die physically. What God was saying in other words that the day that they eat it, it there's going to come a consequence of a spiritual death. And that is why when Adam and Eve ate those fruits, the scriptures said they were disconnected from God. 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 
And after that, life became a struggle. Life became challenging. Life became issues. Life became separated from God. And everyone hearing the sound of my voice, at some point in time in your life experience, there will always be a void in your life. Why? Because the first Adam sinned and that was the beginning of sin for man. People from time to time who do not believe God as Lord and Savior are looking for a way to fill the void and the vacuum in their lives. Some chase after pleasure. Some go after fame. Some go after power. Some pursue career and feel that, oh, if I can fill my life with this, my life will be good. And when you get to the height of those pursuits, you just find out that everything is still empty. There's still that void. And that's simply because the void that is there is, can only be occupied and filled by a relationship with God. And that is why the spiritual healing comes to play. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and verse 45. 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and verse 45. The way that God brings this healing he says the first Adam became a living being. However, the last Adam became a life-giving spirit. In other words, your connection to this last Adam, which is Jesus Christ, is what gives life to people. It's what gives life to your spirit. It's what gives life to our spirit. Friends, your life and my life will be void without a relationship with Jesus. He forgives sins. In fact, there was one man that they brought who was sick. His friends, four of his friends carried him. They removed the roof. They dropped, Jesus. They dropped the friend. Jesus Christ looked at their faith. And he said to this young man who was sick, he said to him, go and sin no more. And people were wondering, what has sickness got to do with sin? That is simply because, friends... Until your spiritual life is reconnected to God, your life may not be whole as God has intended it. The Bible says, I have come that you might have life and that you might do what? And that you might have it more abundantly. Somebody hearing the sound of my voice, the first point of healing that you need is a reconciliation with God. The first point of healing you need is for your sins to be forgiven. The first point of healing that you need is for God to be reunited with you again. And all you need to do is to say, Jesus, come into my heart as my Lord and my Savior. Spiritual separation can lead to every other form of ill health. But my prayer today is that God will reconnect you. God will reconnect you. God will reconnect you. God will reconnect you in the mighty name of Jesus. The second dimension category that everyone and the people need, everyone needs healing, is the healing of the soul. The wonder-working power of God heals the soul. He heals the soul. In Psalms 147 and verse 3, the Bible says, he heals the broken hearted. 
and binds up their wounds. The amplified version puts it in a special way. It says, curing their pains and their sorrows. Curing their pains and their sorrows. He heals the soul, friend. And, and many of us know that the soul of a man is made up of three parts. Made up of three parts. You have what they call the mind. You have the will. And you have the emotions. You have the mind. You have the will. And you have the emotions. And friends, the truth is, if you check many sicknesses that come, before the sicknesses come, the devil will first bombard your mind. <laughs> it, just, it just gives you some commercials. And then the thing begins to play on your mind. And it begins, something begins to tell you, headache is coming. The moment you accept it, you realize that challenge, those challenges, those sickness begins to become imminent. That is why, friends, we must be very, very careful what we accept and what we do not accept. The mind. And if you look at many, I believe that many people suffer most from mind sicknesses than from any other kind of sickness. Mind sicknesses. But here the scripture tells us that Jesus heals the broken hearted. How does hearts become broken? Oh, the hearts can get broken through various means. Various means. Hearts gets broken through hearts. Through emotional breakdown. A young, uh, a young lady came once and was speaking to me and said, Sir, he jittered me. He jittered me. In other words, he broke my heart. He broke my heart. And she cried and cried and cried and cried and cried. You know, and I gave him you know, a piece of handkerchief to just cry some more. <laughs> and that's, that's simply because when God wants to do a good work in your life anyone that is not supposed to be there God will take them away so why cry over what is not supposed to be anyways why cry and for many there are so many things that causes mind sicknesses and for a number of people, you realize that mind sicknesses has a way of influencing, affecting people. But the Bible tells me that this great God binds every wounded heart. And everyone hearing the sound of my voice, may God bind your hearts together today in the mighty name of Jesus. He binds the broken Binds the broken heart. It binds the broken heart. It binds the broken heart. There are many things that causes mind sicknesses. Resentment, for instance, causes sickness. Resentment. 
when you resent people, when you are bitter about people, for instance, Proverbs chapter 14, verse 30, talks about envy is like rottenness to the bone. Job chapter 5 and verse 2, it says, Surely resentment destroys the fool. Resentment. Job chapter 5, verse 2, it says, Resentment destroys the fool. Then jealousy kills the simple. Sicknesses. Unforgiveness, for instance, can cause mind sicknesses. Unforgiveness. That's why if you check the New Testament, for instance, Jesus kept saying in several forms, forgive so that your heavenly father can do what? Can forgive you. Forgive so that your heavenly father can forgive you. Lying can cause mind sicknesses. If there's anything that God hates, God hates liars. God hates liars. Lying is anything that is not truth. Lying, tail bearing, accusing the brethren. Friends, these things can affect anyone. But my prayer today is that in the name that's above every name, God will heal you. God will heal me in the mighty name of Jesus. He will heal you. He will heal me in the mighty name of Jesus. There are many of us we're going through, we go through all types of challenges and problems caused by mind sicknesses. Sometimes it can be mood disorder. Sometimes it could be sudden bout of sadness that comes. Sometimes it may be depression, anxiety. Some other times it may be addictive behaviors. Some things that just affects each and every one of us. But friends, whatsoever it is, the Bible tells me he heals the broken heart. And it's my prayer for you today that God will heal your broken heart in the mighty name of Jesus. Maybe somebody hearing the sound of my voice this morning. Maybe you have societal tendencies. Societal thinking. Things that have affected you. Friends. The things that affected you and you're saying to yourself, oh, what is the use? What is the point? Is it not better to give up? Is it not better to end this? It's my prayer today that God will deliver you in the mighty name of Jesus. But above all, at those moments and times of extreme depression, don't walk alone. Don't walk alone. Jesus can heal you. Call for help. Reach out for help. Call a local church near you. Or you can send an SMS, call us, or send an SMS to the church. And ask for help. And help will be on the way. My prayer is that God will bind up every wounded heart. 
in the mighty name of Jesus. What is the recipe for mind sicknesses? If you look at scriptures, one recipe that I just like to quickly talk about before we just take a quick jump. One recipe for mind sicknesses is what you could find that happened to the king called Saul. King Saul. The Bible says that for King Saul, what happened was that he came to a point in his life where he had this mind sickness. He was terrified. He, was, he had bad depression. He was tormented by an evil spirit. And the scripture said, they said to him, this recipe is to call worshippers. Call a worshipper. The Bible says that they brought in David, who was a worshipper. And then he would play the instruments. And play the instruments. And as he played the instruments, the scripture said that his spirit would be lifted up. The moody and the bad things will just, you know, lift. And then his life will be totally different and changed. Friends, the way to change, the way to permanent transformation of every kind of mind sickness is to come to a place where you do what? Go to God with your worship. 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 Bring your song of praise. Bring your song of worship. Bring your song of adoration. Bring your song of gratitude. Bring your song and do what? Worship the name of the Lord your God. The more you worship, the more you realize that the presence of God envelops you and makes the whole world of difference. The more you worship, the more change comes. The Bible tells me that a man that was tormented by an unclean spirit came and fell down before Jesus. The Bible says he worshipped Jesus, son of David, and he worshipped him. And the scripture says that his life turned around. Somebody hearing the sound of my voice, may your worship turn your life around, turn every mind sickness around in the mighty name of Jesus. The third dimension as we begin to wrap up is a dimension that talks about the healing of your body. The healing of your body. That's the next dimension. And I think many of us connect easily with this. Many of us relate easily with this. We relate with the healing when it, when it relates to our body. We can connect with it. We can relate with it. And on and on. But the Bible tells us in the book of Matthew chapter 8 and verse 16, Matthew 8 and verse 16. It says, when evening came, many who were demon-possessed were brought to him. And he drove out the spirit with a word and healed all the sick. Many who were demon-possessed were brought to him. And he drove out the spirits with a word and healed all. All the sick. Verse 17 says, This was to fulfill what was spoken through the prophet Isaiah. He took, he took up our infirmity and bore 
our diseases. He took up our infirmities and bore our diseases. He took up our infirmities and bore our diseases. Friends, Jesus Christ heals our bodies. He does. If in the text of the scripture, before this passage of scripture was affirmed, the Bible says that GP, Jesus went into the house of Peter. When he got to the house of Peter, he saw the mother-in-law lying in the bed with a fever. And then he touched the mother-in-law. The scripture tells us that the fever went away. The fever went away. The fever went away. And I'd like you to think for a moment. What, what is that physical ailment that you may be going through? This prophecy is a fulfillment of the fact that Jesus took your infirmities. He bore your diseases. He bore my diseases. He bore it upon the cross. If he took it, that means you and I are not permitted to carry it. You and I are not permitted to have it. You and I are not permitted to experience it. He took it. He took it. He took it. If you look at scriptures, you realize that there are different ways that many in scriptures got their healing. Different ways. Different ways. And quickly, I'll just talk about three or four points that many got their healings and so that we can connect with it. I trust God that we're going to receive our own healing, permanent healing in the mighty name of Jesus. The first way is that he sent his word. In other words, his word brings healing. And everyone under the sound of my voice today, the word of God heals you today in the name of Jesus. The Bible says in Psalms 107, Psalms 107 and verse 20, Psalms 107 and verse 20. He sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destructions. He sent his word and his word healed them and his word delivered them from their destructions. Everyone under the sound of my voice, the word of healing. Is going out right now. He heals. He delivers. In the mighty name of Jesus. Friends there is power in the word of God. There is power in the word of God. A centurion. In the book of Matthew chapter 8. And verse 8. Whose servant was sick. He came to Jesus and said look master. Please, let there be healing. Let there be healing. Master, please let there be healing. And the Bible says that he said to the master, he said, no, 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 no. What is going to happen is that I don't want you to come to my house. He said, just speak the word. Just speak the word. Just speak the word. Just speak the word. In other words, the centurion believed so much in the word. 
He, he's had so much conviction that if the master can just speak the word, that is all that is required. Somebody hearing the sound of my voice, the word of healing is entering into your life, entering into your home, entering into your business, entering into your career, and is bringing full and total healing in the mighty name of Jesus. The question is, what does the word say? What does the word of God say concerning you and I? Isaiah uh, 53 verse 5 says but he was wounded for our transgressions he was bruised for our iniquities the chastisement for our peace was laid upon him he says and by his stripes we were healed we are healed he's not saying by his stripes you are it's not saying by his stripes. He said, you were. You were. He said, we were. It's a past thing. It's a past. It's past tense. We are healed. In other words, his healing that he wrought on the cross of Calvary was wrought over 2,000 years ago. And friends, if that is what his word is saying, what therefore you need to do is to receive the word. The centurion said, just speak the word. And the word that God is saying concerning you, concerning me, is that the chastisement that brought you peace, that brought me peace, spiritual peace, peace in our soul, peace in our bodies. He says, by that same stripes, you and I were healed. Therefore, receive the word of healing in the mighty name of Jesus. Whenever the word comes, where the miracle happens is when you believe the word. When you believe the word. Every time the word of heal, heal, every time the word of healing comes, you know what happens? That word will be tested. Every word that God gives will always be tested. You will want to see how you're going to apply your faith, how you're going to push this word, how you're going to trust God for this word, how you're going to believe God for this word. In, 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 in the book of Genesis, the Bible tells us that God gave Joseph a word that he would be the head. He will not be detailed. He, and he saw the picture of, of the world. And he saw the sun and the moon bowing down to him. He saw his brothers and all of that bowing down to him. And, and, and somewhere along the line, rather than the world becoming manifest, he ended up as a slave. He ended up in prison and on and on. But, but you know what? <laughs> the, the Bible makes me to understand that Joseph believed the world. You know how I know? The Bible tells me in Psalms 105 and verse 19. And, and that is a testimony to what, what happened to Joseph. It says Psalms 105 and verse 19. It says until the time that his word came to pass. It says the word of the Lord tested him. The word tested him. The word tried him. The world tested him. Every word of healing will be tested. And friends, when the world is tested, don't give up. No. But keep believing. 
Stand on the word. Declare the word. Proclaim the word. Declare it. I am healed by the stripes of Jesus. Healing is the children's bread. I receive my healing right now in the mighty name of Jesus. Someone hearing the sound of my voice. The word of God will be fulfilled in your health, in your life, in the mighty name of Jesus. The second way that people received their healing was through faith in the name of Jesus. Through faith in the name of Jesus. And Pastor Nkechi was talking about that on Friday for those who were, you know, connected to the service on Friday. Through faith in the name of Jesus. A very interesting story we find in the book of Acts chapter 3. Very interesting story. The Bible says that Peter and John were going to pray. They were going for a prayer service at the temple about three o'clock in the afternoon, which was the hour of prayer. And they came to a gate called Beautiful. And then they met a man who was lame at his feet since birth. The man stood there. And you know what the man was doing? The man was begging for arms. He was begging for arms. He was saying, please, can you give us some money? Please, can you help us with some money? And on and on. But, but in Acts chapter 3 and verse 6, Acts chapter 3 and verse 6, the Bible tells us in Acts chapter 3 and verse 6 that Peter looked up to the man and said, look on us. So I, I figure in a situation where the, the, the man was saying, please, can you give us some money? And you know, he was looking into the plate to see whether they were going to drop the money into the plate. And Peter said, hey, don't look into the plate. Look up, look up and look on us. Look on us. He says, silver and gold have I not. In verse 6 of Acts chapter 3, he says, but such as I have. In other words, there's something more superior. There's something more powerful. There's something more potent. There's something more gracious that I can offer you. And what I can offer is, 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 is faith. In the name of Jesus. And the Bible says, he said to him, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. He said what? He said, rise up and walk. In the name of Jesus, rise up and walk. So it wasn't Peter that healed the lame man. It wasn't John. What was it that healed the man? It was faith in the name of Jesus. If you look at verse 16 of that same book of Acts chapter 3, when Peter began to explain to the people, when the people were amazed. They were wondering, what kind of miracle is this? Oh, what has happened to Peter? It looks as if Peter has become a changed person. Look at how Peter just commanded and this man got up and Peter said to them, no, it is not me, it's not me, it's not me. Peter said, it's not me. The, the New Living Translation puts it this way. And I like the way that the New Living Translation puts it. He says, through faith, in the name of Jesus, this man was healed. And you know how crippled he was before. But faith in Jesus' name has healed him before your very eyes. Somebody hearing the sound of my voice, faith in his name will heal you today in the mighty name of Jesus. 
Do you desire your miracle? Do you desire your healing? Have faith in God. Have faith in God. Have faith in God. Oh, don't let the doctors tell you it is too late in the day. Don't let anyone convince you that it is over. Don't let anyone tell you, oh, this is incurable. Oh, don't let anyone tell you, oh, there's no hope for you. If there's no hope physically, if there's no hope medically, if there's no hope in any form, my friend, my brother, my sister, there's hope in God. The Bible says uh, uh, that there's hope in God. Therefore, you and I have got to put our hope and our trust in him. Faith in his name. Bible says it's been given a name that's above every name. That the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow. Both things in heaven, things on earth, things underneath the earth that are the mention of that name. Therefore, in the name that's above every name, everyone under the sound of my voice, sick in their bodies, sick in their mind, sick in their marriages, sick in their businesses, receive your healing right now in the mighty name of Jesus. Declared I am healed by faith in the name of Jesus. Do you know that Jesus can heal your business? Do you know? Whatever kind of business it is, whether it is business as in place of commerce and in place of entrepreneurship, where you earn a living, he can heal it. He can heal it even within the context of what is going on in this pandemic. Yes, he can. Absolutely can. You know what happened? The Bible tells me a very interesting story. In the book of 2 Kings chapter 2. Elisha has just come back from escorting Elijah off. You know, Elijah was taken off. And then Elisha followed him and followed him until... God took Elijah away. And then the mantle of Elijah fell and Elisha grabbed it. And he used the mantle to cross the river Jordan. And then when he came over to the other side, the Bible says in 2 Kings chapter 2 and verse 19, all the men in the city said to Elisha, notice, Please notice, the situation in this city is not as pleasant. Things are good, as my Lord sees. However, the water is bad and the ground is barren. I wonder how the situation is pleasant when the water is bad and the ground is barren. How can it be pleasant? But, but that, that, that was the confession. In other words, they were saying to Elijah, hey, you need to do something. Now, back in the days, if there was no water and the ground was barren, how do you make, how do you fend? How do you do business? Back in the days, many of them had what they, they cultivated farms. They had animals and all on and on. So, if there was no water to drink or the water was bad, the animals would be dying. They, they can't drink effectively. If the ground was barren, they, they can't produce crops out of the ground. So it was really bad business. You could say that the business was bad. The business was bad. The business was bad. But, but hear what it says. The Bible says in verse 21, Then he went out to the source of the water and cast into it salt 
and said, Thus says the Lord. He came with a word. Thus says the Lord. He came with a word. It was a word listing friends. What you need for a change is a word from God. It's a word. And every now and then, there's always abundance of words of scripture that can jolt your life and jolt your existence, make a difference out of you. He says, thus says the Lord, I have healed this water. From it, there shall be no more death or barrenness. No more death or barrenness. And in verse 22, the Bible says, in verse 22, so the water remained healed or remains healed to this day. According to the word of Elijah. Listen, friends, in the name that's above every name, everything relating to your business that appears to be dying, I declare the word of God over that business. It shall live in the mighty name of Jesus. People may be saying at this time, and maybe you'll be watching me and you're saying during the course of this course of this pandemic. How are things going to live? How is my business? How is my career going to live? Hear ye the word of the Lord. Your business will flourish in the mighty name of Jesus. There shall be no loss in the mighty name of Jesus. The third thing, and I think I begin to wrap up at this point, is that not only did they receive the word that was sent, not only did they believe through faith in the name of Jesus, but they, they looked up. Tell somebody, look up. Put it out there in the chat room. Look up. Look up. Look up. Look up. Peter said to the man <laughs> at the gate called Beautiful, look up. Look up. Look up. Look up. Many times we are tempted to look around. Look at the circumstances. We look at the problems. We look at the challenges. And then we measure God by those challenges. How dare we? God is bigger than anything you can think about. So don't measure your issues, your problems with the things around. That is why it says look up. Look up. Look up. Look up. If you look at scriptures, you realize that many times God wanted people to look up to receive their healing. The woman with the issue of blood for 12 years, the Bible says she looked up and said, if I can touch, that was, that was, that was a look of faith. Was a look of faith. The Bible says in the book of Psalms 34 and verse 5. Psalms 34 and verse 5. It says they looked to him and their faces were radiant. He says, and they were not ashamed. The 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 GPT translation puts it in a very interesting form. It says, gaze upon him, look unto him. Join your life with his and joy will come. Somebody hearing the sound of my voice. Your joy is coming right now in the mighty name of Jesus. He says your faces will glister with glory 
And you say you will never wear that shame face again. If that is you declared, that is me. I will never wear that shame face again. Every shame, every reproach is gone today. In the mighty name of Jesus. Maybe you're watching me right now. Your life has been riddled with shame. With pains. With challenges. Look up my friend. The glory is coming. Glory is coming. Your life will become beautiful again. You know, in when people look around, you know what happens? They see what they are not supposed to see. And the challenge is when you look around and you see what you're not supposed to see, the tendency becomes that people begin to complain and grumble and murmur. When you see challenges, because you're looking around, and then you begin to complain. That is a dangerous place to be, and too many people are in that place. They look at COVID-19, and they, 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 begin to, they begin to look at all the things that have happened around it, how it has locked people down, how businesses, how careers, how things have not been normal. And, and, and then rather than look up to God, within the context of the time, they begin to complain. They complain about government. They complain about vaccine. They complain about spouse. They complain about children. They complain about organization. They complain about everything. <clears throat> but friends, it's a dangerous thing to complain. The Bible tells me that the children of Israel, in the book of Numbers, they, they, they were looking around. They, they saw the challenges around them. And you know, rather than look up to God, they started complaining to Moses. Uh, I thought you said you were bringing us from Egypt <laughs> into Kenya. In Egypt, we had a lot of food. Uh, how come now we don't have food in this wilderness? Lord, I thought you said you were bringing me to Canada, you know, so that, so that my life can be better. How come in Canada I can't even find a job? How come I can't find a job? How come I've stayed several months and I'm the, even the job that I, I am getting is not something not the, what, what, what I was doing before in the place where I used to live. They began to complain. They began to complain. Listen, friends, every time you complain, either against an institution, against a personality, or against anything, or against the things around you, do you know you are complaining against God? The Bible says that so God became angry and sent serpents to bite them. Snakes. The Bible called them fairy snakes in Numbers 21. Now, can you imagine? Could it be, for instance, that there may be some spiritual snakes biting some people because they are looking around? So rather than things getting better, you're complaining about the business, complaining about the job, complaining about the child, complaining about the spouse. And then you realize that things are not moving as they ought to. Could it be spiritual snakes biting? Can you imagine if God should decide to send snakes to many of us who complain? 
<laughs> what will happen? Friends, let's look up. Let's look up. Let's look up. But the remedy, the Bible tells us that when snakes began to bite them, Bible says that God said to Moses, set his, set his pole up, tie a snake up there. Anyone that a snake bites and he dares to look up will be healed. It was, it was an ordinary thing. There was just nothing to eat. A snake bites the person before now the person dies. But now Moses sets up a pole, hangs a snake there, and then another snake bites the person. Rather than the person dying, the person looks up and he leaves. In other words, what will kill the person is if the person, the snake bites the person, and rather than look up, he decides to look down. All he needed, or all she needed, was to look up. And the moment they looked up, the Bible tells me that that was the redemption, the salvation that was required to bring about the turning around, the transformation, and the quickening. And the Bible gives us a confirmation. And it says to you and I that in the book of John chapter 3 verse 14, that the same way Jesus Christ was raised up, that as many people that will look up to him will have life, will have it more abundantly. John chapter 3, verse 14. And, and I don't want you to, many of us will begin to rationalize it now. So how do I look up to Jesus? Do I just look up? Look to him. Look to him. Just like this, they looked up to the snake. Just look up to him. Confide in him. Put your trust in him. Let your expectation be of him. He says, I have come that you may have life and you may have it how? More abundantly. Stop looking, friend, to your spouse. Stop looking, friend, to the, gov to the government. Stop looking, friend, to your parents. Look up to God. And as you look up to him, I see change coming. I see re-change coming. I see re-change coming. In the mighty name of Jesus. And one way to look up is to believe God for his word. Let me just wrap up because my time is gone. The last but not the least that I have, um, uh, I want things, but for the sake of my time, I think we'll wrap up at this point. The fourth thing that I have listed here is that they received their miracles, their healing. Because they cried for help. They cried for help. We live in a world where people don't like crying out for help. Some people like to suffer in silence. Some people just like to keep their business by themselves. So they'll be suffering and they're smiling. So just let me be me. Let me stay in my space. It's my problem. I, I don't want anyone to be in, involved, uh, to, be, to, to jump into my space. <laughs> but then there's a man who, who experienced healing called Blind Bartimaeus. The son of Timaeus in the book of Mark. And, and, and blind Bartimaeus couldn't, couldn't care. He could not care. He was not about to suffer in silence. He suffered for 38 years before now. And the moment he heard about Jesus, the Bible says in Mark chapter 10, reading from verse 
46 down to verse 47. And he said, the moment he heard about Jesus, the scripture said he cried out, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. In verse 48, the Bible says that they tried to silence him. Have you tried to cry out to God before and, and, and situations try to silence you? Or people even tell you, oh, why are you always troubling that man of God? Why are you always praying so much? Your prayer is enough. I, I don't think God can heal this kind. I, I don't think God can reach out to your kind of person. They try to silence you. But, but look at blind Bartimaeus. The, the Bible says he, he was not about to stay quiet. Oh, some people say that, 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 that in North America, you just, you just be quiet. You, you be quiet. There's nothing biblical, friends, about suffering in silence. Nothing. Nothing biblical, friends, about staying quiet. No, don't suffer in silence. In fact, it is not lack of faith to cry out. It's not lack of faith. If you look at scriptures, many people cried out and out and out. Some cried out to God directly and God intervened. Some cried out to God through the servants of God and said to, to God, you got, you got to do something and God intervened. Somebody hearing the sound of my voice, your cry will be heard by the Almighty in the mighty name of Jesus. David said in Psalm 30 verse 2, I cried out and the Lord healed me. <laughs> I cried out. In other words, I'm not about to keep quiet. I cried out and the Lord healed me. In the island of Malta, the island of Malta, Paul was shipwrecked and they were in the island trying to wait to catch the next you know, ship. And somewhere along the line, a man, a ruler there got healed. And in verse 20, chapter 28, verse 9, all the people, the rest of the people in the village said, hey, we can't, we can't, we can't, we can't suffer in silence. The Bible said they cried out. They came out and amassed the God their healing. Somebody hearing the sound of my voice, you are coming out as you cry out. You will receive your healing as you cry out. In the mighty name of Jesus. In closing, I'd like to close by reading some of God's promises for you. Some of God's promises in Mark chapter 16. Mark chapter 16. We're going to read it in King James Version from verse 15 to 20. Mark chapter 16, 15 to 20. And he said unto them, and this is a promise, and every promise has conditions. So go into the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He said to them, you and I are included in this them. He said to them, you are included there. He that believes, in which case you and I, and is baptized, shall be saved. But he that believes not shall be condemned or shall be damned. And verse 17, and these signs 
shall follow me. Them that believe in my name, they shall cast out demons. In my name, they shall speak with new tongues. In my name, they will take up serpents. And if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. In my name, they shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. In my name, and on and on, anything you use the name of Christ to do, the Bible makes me to understand that God will perform his word. In verse 19, he says, so then after, so then, after the Lord has spoken to them, he was received up into heaven and sat on the right hand of God the Father. And they did what? They grabbed this word. They didn't sit still. They grabbed this word, this promise. And the scripture says in verse 20, and they went forth, preaching everywhere, and the Lord confirming with them, and the Lord walking with them, and confirming the word with signs following them. Somebody hearing the sound of my voice right now, wonders is coming into your life in the mighty name of Jesus. Somebody hearing the sound of my voice, every demonic stronghold is getting off your life as a mark of the fulfillment of the promise of God in the mighty name of Jesus. Someone hearing the sound of my voice, devils are going right now. Demonic strongholds are being destroyed right now in the mighty name of Jesus. Someone hearing the sound of my voice, lay hands on yourself because you are a believer. Lay hands on yourself. The Bible says they shall lay hands on the sick and they will recover. Declare, I lay hands on myself. I recover in the mighty name of Jesus. I recover in the name of Jesus. I recover in the name of Jesus. Jesus. The Bible says, and the Lord walked with them, confirming the word with wonders following. There's wonders working in your life right now. Heaven sent wonders, healing wonders, liberated wonders, mountain moving wonders, demon conquering wonders, financial wonders, soul saving wonders, miraculous wonders. In the mighty name of Jesus. Rise to your feet. I like you. Thank you for listening to today's word and we believe you have been blessed. For further information, please visit our website at www.throneofgracecanada.ca or send us an email to info at throneofgracecanada.ca The word works. Throne of Grace. Transforming lives. Establishing his kingdom.